Welcome to the Bliss Broker Podcast, a place to come and dive into the lives of people who've lived life's biggest moments and experiences, good and bad. Join us here every week as we focus on human interest pieces from all over the world. Tune in to get inspired, think outside the box, and find your bliss. <laughs> right, I'm all, I'm all your. What are we talking about, Harmony, here, by the way? Welcome, welcome, everybody. Episode 13 of The Bliss Broker. It's hard to believe we're already at episode 13, and I'm super, 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 super excited today because I've got King Daddy. My peer, the creator of the podcasting all-stars, Mr. Mark Jeffrey from Cornwall. He is also now known as the podcast scholar, which I'm very excited about that for him and seeing where he's going forward with his new coaching and all of the things that he's got going on. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and let Mark introduce himself to you guys. How's it going, Mark? Yo, what's up, Harmony? Firstly, can I say thank you so much for inviting me on your amazing show. I, I listen every week and you're doing amazing, amazing things, my friend. Oh, that means a lot coming from you for real. So how I want everybody, you know, people, I talk about you all the time. So at this point, <laughs> I mean, even the last interview that went out with Matt Burke last week, we were we talked about you a bunch on there because you're a part of my ecosystem. We connect on a daily basis. And so, of course, you're going to come up because you're there. Like I said, you're there. You're somebody that I'm learning from. But for the people who don't know you, maybe new listeners, how would you describe Mark Jeffrey? Oh, that's a good question. Firstly, before I answer that, who's Matt Burke? <laughs> Who the fuck is Matt, Matt Burke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, just a little bit of a joke there that me and Harmony have. It's um, yeah, yeah, it's a bit bit of a personal one in in the podcast and all stars. But yeah, who is Mark Jeffrey? Well, that is a that is a really really good question. I, I am a forty three year old. I nearly said forty two. It was my birthday a couple of weeks ago. So I'm a forty three year old guy from Cornwall. I'm a parent of two children, Zach and Ethan. Uh, my other half is Nikki and she's a school teacher. And I just, I am a postman by day and by night. I'm a guy that just loves podcasting. I love talking to people. I love getting out there on social media and I just love helping people achieve their goals by providing a platform called the Mark Jeffrey podcast show where people of interests and hobbies and whatever you want to talk about can come on my show and talk for as long as you want about your amazing interests. Um, and that is basically what I do and what I am, Harmony. I love it. I, and so that being said, you know, obviously, like I said, most people who listen all the time know how I know you. But how did we originally connect? Like, how did you find me? Do you remember? Um, I think you were stalking me on Tinder, <laughs> if that's right. <laughs> Uh, oh, I forgot. Pictures, <laughs> stuff like that of yourself. And I said, look, 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 as much as I appreciate Harmony, you know, I don't need to see all the pictures. No, um, I don't. <laughs> I think I found you on Instagram. You was um, on there. I was flicking through. And it was a, a stage in my life where I, I was doing like for follows. And it's one thing that I'm not really proud of anymore, to be honest with you, liking people's work to get follows back. It's not a thing that I'm proud of anymore, but it was one of those things where I was trying to find out how to grow your Instagram page. Um, and that was one guy told me to like and follow and, and, and all that sort of stuff. And I saw you and I liked your work and I started following you. And then I realized, hey, ho, there's, there's more to this girl than meets the eye. There's some great content that she's kicking out. And that's when I got in contact with you and asked you if you'd like to come on my show. Oh, I loved it. It was so that's when I knew there had been a shift. And, and two, we don't know what we're meant to do with social media. I have learned so much with social media just in the last two months that I've really found that it's about just consistency and showing up. But I, 
me and Matt kind of got in this conversation last episode about social media and how there's so many negatives. Well, people look at it like it can be negative, but I have just because I've shifted my perspective, I've gained so much from the internet and from Instagram and Facebook and connecting with you guys. And, you know, we only know what we can know. So looking at the positives of Instagram, I mean, I'm glad that you did that, even though you're feeling as though you need to apologize for that now, you really shouldn't because you were only working with what you knew how to work with. You were trying to do something with good intentions behind it. So you shouldn't apologize for that at all. No, no, I, I know. I know really. But I mean, as you progress in life, you realize that you're not always doing the right things. And that's that's what's cool about life. And that's what's cool about social media is there's no real right and wrong way of doing things. You know, I, I quite often go on YouTube and I follow various people on YouTube. And if I've got anything that I want to learn about, whether it be laying a path or cutting a tree back or, you know, finding out a new program on a computer, or whatever it may be, I always go on YouTube to look for people's advice and how they've done it and gain some knowledge. So like I say, there's no right or wrong ways of doing it, but that was how I um, introduced myself on Instagram, which was, you know, liking and following people. And, you know, it's not something that I would do um, in this day and age, shall we say. So how, how has it shifted for you? How have you decided that it's better to find people just for personal reasons and for the listener? Well, the thing is, is with, with social media, I've learned that it's, it's no longer how many likes you've got but it's all about the content that you create. It's all about interacting and building a community of people around you that you can help them and they can help you. So, you know, once upon a time, I wanted thousands of people to like my comments and, you know, you'd, you'd put a picture up on your, on your wall and you, you'd be continuously looking to see how many likes you've got. It's not about that, you know, it's about putting good content and ask questions and helping people and, and just being like you, like you say over time, Harmony, being that squeaky wheel and putting stuff out there mm-hmm. and, and having, interacting with people and, and getting to know, getting to find that listener, that, that new listener of yours, finding out about what makes them tick and, and just finding your next listener one person at a time. Absolutely. And I think it was presented to me and I can't remember where I heard this, but social media was presented to me in a way that we're considered to be the host of a party. Um, and that's one way to look at what you put out into the world. And what does a host of a party do? They they introduce themselves, they interact, they make you feel comfortable. And when it was put to me that way, it was a lot less stressful. It was less about, like you said, getting the amount of followers and getting people to like my stuff. It was more about the intention behind why I was on social media to begin with. And obviously that has evolved over time, but where I am now and just really wanting to help people, same as you, it made me interact differently with people online. And so instead of just liking a picture that I see when I'm scrolling through, I actually would like and then comment on something and try to get to know the person. If they had something about them that I felt like resonated with me, I would actually compliment their post and tell them how it resonated with me. So it was forming more of a relationship rather than just going through and double tap, double tap, double tap. You know what I mean? So it formed more of a connection. And I really saw a shift start happening in the way um, the algorithm started shifting on my Instagram and on my Facebook. And it became more aware that there's so many people out there that need help 
not only with social media, but with like people like us, like somebody who's going to really listen to what's going on in their life. And so it became less um, stuff that was more filler and more stuff that I really needed to see for a bigger uh, for a bigger purpose. So I don't know if you've been weeding through your Instagram, but I have spent probably the last two months unfollowing a lot of people, nothing personal, just really gearing my Instagram towards more of not only women and men that I want to help, but people to con- like con- connect with on a network level. So have you shifted anything as far as like who you follow and who you allow to follow you on your Instagram? That's a, a, a great topic, to be honest with you, Harmony, because that is one of the things that I've got, I've put down on my to-do list for the next two or three weeks. You know, what people don't realize is that with social media, it's all about the algorithm. And it, if you've got, say, two or 3,000 people that follow follow you, you know, you Every, I used to think once upon a time that when you put something out there, it went out to 2,000 people, but it doesn't. It goes out to something like 3 or 4%. I don't exactly know what the correct um, percentage is for Instagram. I think it's about 2 to 4%. But So that will only go out to 2 to 4% of your followers. And, um, you know, you know why, why put out content for people that aren't interested in what you're really doing? You know, I mean, like you say, what people buy likes and stuff like that. Well, that's all well and good. But you might get some bloke from Pakistan that's got no interest in podcasts at all that ends up buying your like, buying your follow. And do they really want to be seeing the stuff that you put out? I mean, I've said it time and time again. I grow my audience, right? I imagine that I've just walked into a pub, right? Mm-hmm. And I go up to somebody at a bar because I do it all the time. Here in the UK, my mates laugh at me. I will walk into a pub by myself. I'll sit at the end of the bar and I will just sit there with a drink. And somebody will come in and I'll have a chat to them. And I love having a chat and meeting people. And I look at social media in that, in that same way. I'm sat at the bar. You come in on my page. I, I, you know, I, I, I like you. I interact with you. I, I find out what you're about, what makes you tick ask you questions like I would in a pub, you know, what's your name, where you're from. You, you need to stalk that person. And I know that sounds a bit <laughs> like creepy in that, but you don't. You need to stalk that person. You need to like the stuff that they do. You need to comment on the stuff that you, they do. You need to just be, be there asking them lots of questions and, and loving what they do and appreciating what they do. And it always comes back that they, they become your, your number one follower for the next few days. Yeah, I've noticed that too, because it's, you know, people want to say, well, how do I sell this? And how do I monetize what I'm trying to do? Uh, It's really just about forming a relationship. And I've said this time and time again, I'm so grateful the light bulb went off for me. But it doesn't matter what you're selling. If people support what you're doing, and they like you as a person, they're going to buy whatever you're selling. It doesn't matter what it is. It's not so much about is it something they need? It's more about just supporting the person. And just like you, me and you have formed a relationship and I will fully support whatever you've got going on because, because we've formed a relationship. You know what I mean? Harmony, you've been over to the UK and, and yes. I, don't, I don't know if you've ever come across that, that governor from London. You know, I call him Honest Harry. He's that car salesman that when you walk into the car yard, you, know, you want to buy a new car. As soon as you've walked in, you, you may not have even, you just walked through the doors and he's all right, all right, darling, what are you after? I've got a nice motor for you. Yeah, how much do you want to spend? And he's, he's right on you straight away. You know, that's not how you sell stuff. You need to let the person come in, 
have a look around, you know, then you go over and introduce themselves, then you ask them what car they want, how much money they've got to spend, and then you be per- you're personal to them and find them what, what they want, you know, be, be there for them. For the whole time they're in your car yard, you're there for them, helping them to find what they want, right? And they will come back. Next time they want to buy a car, they will come back. Next time their sister or their brother or their aunt wants to buy a car, they will recommend you. That's what it's all about. You know, be, don't be that honest, Harry. Be that super cool, nice, friendly car salesman from down the road. I know. I love that. And I'm sure that you find that being a podcaster. You've had so many. How many episodes do you have under your belt now? Oh, I've got. Um, my latest episode that's coming out this week is episode 151, but I've actually got 100. I've got an extra six episodes in the bag that I've been re- recording. You know what I've been building up while this coronavirus is on. I've been super busy and just getting extra podcasts in. So in total, I've got 151 that's published, but I've got about 158, something like that, recorded and in the bag. That's amazing. That is amazing. That's such a commitment. And so that being said, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you today is like podcasting. Obviously, you've been doing it for a very long time. What has podcasting brought to your life? Ever since I've been a little boy, I've been told that I would never achieve anything. I've always been told, you know, don't bother looking at that because there's there's no chance that you're going to get that grade or there's no chance that you're going to get that job. And, you know, I'm 43 now and I look back and I've looked, looked at my whys and why I do this and why. And I've asked myself that question loads and loads of time. And I've worked out the reason why I am a podcaster is because I've always wanted to be the center of attention. I've always been told as a kid that I wasn't good enough and I couldn't achieve this and I couldn't achieve that. But deep down inside, I wanted to, I wanted to show the world everything that I am capable of doing. But it's almost like I've been in a room with loads of people around me and I've been shouting and screaming, but there's been nobody there listening to me. They've not been, they've not cared about what I do, you know, and even when I was 19, 20, I used to go out and get drunk and take drugs and stuff like that to, you know, to get to a stage where I didn't care about how much of a fool I made just to make myself that center of attention. And I've never committed to anything. Once I've committed to something like playing football or whatever it is, or you know, playing for the local darts team or Skittles team or whatever it may be, I'll do it for a, a few months and then I'll just lose interest and I'll just chuck it in. And I started doing community radio about four years ago and I liked it. I enjoyed it. I was good at it. And I had the knack of interviewing people, but it just didn't seem right. I was fed up with that, that director of the station telling me what I should be doing. Like my school teacher used to tell me what I should be doing. Like my headmaster tell me and my dad and now telling me that I should be doing this. And I was just like, no, shut up. You know, I am me. I should be doing this shit how I want to do it. I'm fed up of being somebody else to suit you. I want to be myself and that's why one day I decided that I was going to do a podcast and I was going to interview who I want to interview talk about what I want to talk about and just be me and not give a toss about anybody else and like I say 151 episodes in I'm still doing it I've been doing it for three years it's growing I'm, I'm speaking every week to amazing amazing people with stories to tell and you know I'm, I'm, all, I'm almost like that that guy in the circus the bloke in the middle of the big tent you know with the, the whip and the hat and the, the circus leader guy I, I've got this this huge tent this big circus that i've made i've got all of these amazing people coming in and and performing on my stage but now look at me i'm that guy in the middle of the tent showing the world the amazing things i'm doing and the amazing people that surrounded me and that's why i am so proud to be a podcaster and, and so proud to be doing what i am doing now 
So you're saying it's funny. You've created the world. Podcasting has a, has offered you what you've always been seeking. Yeah, yeah, totally. And and it's it's come. I, I didn't plan it that way. I really, really didn't. I mean, you know, I can sit here now and tell you what I've just told you and, and your audience there now. But, you know, it, it didn't start off like that. I started off going into podcasting because, you know, I was getting a few listeners on, on radio and I just thought, no, I shit the bed. If I have my own my own ways of doing things, you know, I can make a fortune out of this because people want to listen to me and they want to listen to me talk rubbish and stuff. And, and I can start monetizing my podcast and I can make money from this and retire and give him a job. You know, it's not quite like that. And it wasn't until about a few, well, about four or five months ago that I realized that I'm not in this for the money. If money comes along, then yeah, I'll grab it and I'll take it. But I'm here to provide that platform and to help other people grow. You know, this, the world's not all about money. And it's No, it's not. Absolutely. It's, I mean, obviously we need money, but to fixate on money and make money the focus of anything that we do i think that that's a big mistake i obviously like i said we need to pay our bills and we want to be paid for the things that we love to do but once i shifted money being a focus for the bliss broker and everything that i do over here everything started changing it became clear to me that i i want to help people and and want to offer people a platform like you do to tell their story and to be seen and for the people out there that have come up like you and i where people are saying oh you can't do that or you shouldn't do that or why the hell did you do that always with the criticisms people need to be seen and people need to feel that they can achieve things because when they do it creates a ripple out into to the universe that makes people hurt less. And um, when people, I literally believe this, Mark, I feel like if you have one good person that believes in you and your dreams, whether they are lying to you or not, but if they were truly just giving you support and, and pushing you out there and saying, no, you've got this, go do it, chase your dreams. It's a game changer. I mean, just one person believing in you will give you that courage that you lack to move forward and keep taking steps when you're scared. It's the, And then on the opposite of that, it's all the people that tell you, you can't, you can't, you can't, you won't, you're going to fail. It, there's so many people now that are not trying to go after their dreams, whether that's being a podcaster or whatever, a coach like me, because of what other people have told them. People, we're, in other words, we're all very persuaded by the outside world. And if, if I, and I'm sure you feel the same way can be a contributor in the way that people feel can feel good about themselves and feel strong i'm down with that so that has become the the focus has been to help people just like you and i've immediately seen a shift like the universe is paying me back because i have a positive clarity around and a positive intention as to why i'm i want to be the bliss broker and same with you being the podcast scholar yeah i mean i i've said in the last the last six months that i want to be giving more than I take. And I've looked at that recently and I've just, I've changed the way I say things about that again now, because I believe that you should be taking as much as you give. Now, what I mean by that is, you know, once upon a time, I wanted to do this podcast and I wanted to be making a fortune. I wanted to be the next Joe Rogan, you know, and I wanted to be making an absolute fortune. And now, you know, I would still like to make, I want to make money from podcasting, but I want to make money for different reasons. The way I look at it now is once upon a time, I wanted to be that guy with the, the fast sports car and the nice house on top of the hill and everybody know me as the podcaster. And I still want those things. And there's, there's, I can still achieve those goals, but I'll, I'm doing it for a different thing now. The way I see it now is if I can do podcasting, 
and I can make a bit of money from podcasting. That, that, that's what the podcast scholar side of it is. I'm going to start helping people and coaching people and, and helping them achieve their dreams and stuff like that. If I can do that and I can make some money from it, then I can retire from, from the job that I do during the day, the job that I don't enjoy doing, right? I can work on podcasts then every minute of the day. I can be helping people every minute of the day. I can get better, better people to to chat with. You know, I can be getting paying for people to come on my show with some real big stories and, and, and helping people in a bigger fashion, you know, and you know, the thing is, people think about money and it's a horrible thing. I hate money. Do you know what I mean? I've never had money. And now I'm looking at it in a different way. Rather than having money and spending the money and buying stupid things, I can now invest money in myself, right, and and fund my podcast and get better, get better podcasters in and people to interview and, you know, make my podcast better that way and make a living from it. It's, it's, it's a no win situation. You, you know, it's, it's, that's awesome. By the way, I think, I don't know about it you. Is. It is. It's very awesome. And what's even more awesome is that there was people that were telling you, you can't and you won't, and you're going to fail. And here you've shown up and you've made connections and you've connect, not only have you made connections on your own for your podcast, but you've connected people from all over the world, like just our podcasting all-stars, all walks of life, uh, the group of us. And I, you know, you guys are people that I go to every day. What are there, seven or eight of us in there now? Uh, we're all from all walks of life, all parts of the world. And and you are the creator behind that. The work that you have done has created this connection. And Mark Jeffrey has created a ripple in the lives of all of us. And then those ripples are rippling into each of our lives individually, you know, and it's just such a beautiful thing that you've now become a teacher, a leader, a ripple creator, and a positive, which I love that term ripple creator. I don't know if I heard it or if I made it up, but it's, I just feel like you're doing bigger things than you're even aware of. Like you're right now in the middle of creating a very beautiful thing that I know is just going to grow because this accountability situation, um, for you guys listening, Mark Jeffrey created the podcasting all-stars and there's uh, about seven or eight of us, I think in the group off the top of my head. And we check in with each other every day on Voxer. And it is, you know, it's become more than just accountability for podcasting. It's become these guys are my friends and I feel love towards all of them individually we've never met in person um hopefully one day we will all meet in person but the accountability part of it is the main intention the side perks that come from having a connection to somebody every day eyes on you expecting you to check in with what your goals are for the day for the week for the month for the long term um, has changed my life. And so I, I just am celebrating you, Mark, for creating that because you guys are my, my, you're my extended family. You, you've kept me sane through quarantine. And I think us all having a conversation with what's going on now in the U S with all this rioting and, and racism stuff and just horrible, horrible things. Like it's, you've created something bigger and I hope that you celebrate yourself for that because you've become a teacher and a leader and a, and just such an inspiration to me. And I know that the other people in the, in the podcasting all-stars would say the same. Harmony, thank you very much for that. And I will be, I'll be honest with you. I mean, this, this, what I'm doing at the moment, this group that I've set up, we've only got seven members, but we've got seven amazing human beings. And I just want to, I just want to say that straight off seven amazing people. They've all got their own. I, I, I said it the other day. It's like the Lord of the Rings, you know, Frodo wouldn't have got up to 
Isinger or whatever it is by himself <laughs> he needed all those people around him and that's what I'm trying to build a little community of podcasters that every week we grow an extra listener that's awesome an extra person joins the tribe and you know everybody in the world has got something to give you know and the one thing that I you know the, the one thing that I want to be remembered for is building that community and just encouraging people we've all got a voice you know it doesn't matter what it might be you might think that just baking a cake is is your hobby and you might think oh nobody wants to hear me talking about baking a cake yes people do you know cookery is a huge thing you know and and podcasting such an amazing platform to, to tell fellow like-minded enthusiasts about your hobby people want to learn people want to hear from you and and i just encourage people just to pick up that microphone pick up your mobile phone record something go on social media press record on your camera and just tell the world what you're doing people people say to me that I'm, i'm silly what i do and that you know what's the point of it the point of it is is i am there and okay if i fail i fail but at the end of the day, I can look at myself in the mirror, be proud of what I've achieved, and I've got no regrets. No regrets at all. I can say to my children, okay, well, I was a make-believe podcaster, but I had people around me that, um, that respected me, that will remember me. Um, and that is so important, you know, just building and being remembered for something. And I just urge all of your listeners that, you know, if you've got something in life that you want to achieve, that you haven't had the balls to do it yet, now is an amazing time. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off, look at yourself in the mirror, tell yourself how amazing you are and just fucking do it. Yeah, <laughs> the- just, I mean, seriously, just fucking do it. Just do the damn thing already. And I brought it up to Matt when we were talking, how you had mentioned if somebody comes to you and says they just can't be bothered to record and they can't be bothered to do this, that, and the other thing when it comes to podcasting. And and you said, well, chuck it, like go find something else to do. And I, I laughed out loud. I was walking when I, when I, and I had my headphones on and I just burst out laughing because I thought it's perfect answer, by the way. And yes, I mean, go find something else that you don't feel like you have to be on the bandwagon and start a podcast. If your hurt's not in it, your hurt's not in it. But that's why I love about you is you, you, and I've watched you evolve. I've watched you evolve just in the short amount of time that I've known you. You've become more confident. You've become more of a leader. You really, I can tell, are really believing what you're saying now. And you're really being in it, immersing yourself in the podcast scholar, becoming the podcast scholar. And you're believing now that you can, you can coach people. And this, in other words, your dream is becoming a reality. I think that you're starting to believe it. Am I right? Yeah, because I've always believe that I am a leader I, I mean I was always like a the, the guy that would set up a football team a five-a-side football team or set up a little club of, of people and, and arrange trips to, to go to different towns to go out on the piss or go on holiday I, I've always been a leader uh, but I've just never found what I was really good at and now I know that I'm good at something. I get people telling me all the time that I'm good at podcasting. And that's not being arrogant. That's just, you know, it's being proud of what I do. And the, the, the problem is that in the past is I've had so many people say, Mark, you should be telling people about your, how to produce a podcast. You should be helping people. And I've always said to myself, well, yeah, but, you know, how do I monetize it? And, you know, and, and I, I don't know. And it was just me having negative beliefs, being negative on myself. Now I'm at that stage now where 
I've said it so many times to myself that I'm mm-hmm. going to achieve, achieve it that I, I've and I've talked about podcasting so many times on on different podcasts and stuff like that that now I've I've gained a bit of experience and that's the problem when people start out doing something it's not the fact that they haven't got any confidence in themselves they just haven't got the experience you know when you're a, a newborn baby you don't just jump up and run across the front room you know you crawl you roll you trip you fall over you bang your head but that's the, the whole purpose. That's evolution. And when you start something, you are shit at it. But the more mm-hmm. and more and more you do it, the better you get. The more confidence you, you, in yourself you get, the, the better you grow. And now that's why I've called myself the podcast scholar, because I am teaching people. I'm helping people. But at the same time, I am learning from those people. Every single time I help somebody, I am learning from that and you know i'm just loving this journey that i'm going on at the moment i just hope that i can help as many people as possible well you you absolutely are in just a short amount of time i've seen the podcasting all-stars make a shift and i feel like there's more more of a momentum inside the group and you know just for you guys listening we talk about more on our podcasting all-stars we we are on voxer if you're not familiar with voxer go find it it's a really awesome walkie-talkie app Um, But we all check in daily and we check in with, at this point, we're friends. And so we check in with bigger things beyond our goals. But I think that that's important to talk about too, because that's the next thing I wanted to ask you is how accountability being you creating this podcasting all-stars and just the network and the things that we do and how we connect on social media too, not just within Voxer, um, but how has accountability changed you? About six months ago, I didn't even know what accountability was. I really, really didn't. Um, and it wasn't until I think I spoke to you and a couple of other people um, that I, I realized that it's just basically building a community, you know, and like my, my other half. Um, she's been trying to lose weight now for that's ever since she met me. I think I'm a bit of a feeder. I think, you know, she was she was nice and slim when I met her and she put on a few pounds. Um, so <laughs> she's been trying to lose some weight and she's been doing a fantastic job, amazing job. And she's been doing that by going to Slimming World every week and she goes into a hall and she pays a couple of pound here and they sit down and they weigh one another and then they talk about the goals and they they talk about how they're gonna um what food they're gonna eat and all these recipes and stuff and i was just like shit the bed you know this accountability is right under my nose it's been going for years like you know and i just thought well how can i use that in my life in my podcasting life and I, I am terrible. I am terrible. Whenever I make a hundred pounds, I spend seventy of it just like that. Bang! Straight the, by the, the, the next day, it's gone. I've been shit at saving money. I'm, I've been a crap at achieving my goals. I've, I've always been. Uh, we've got, I've got a saying down here in Cornyn, in Cornwall. Sorry, a Cornishman does it directly. And the, what that means is that I won't do now. I'll do it tomorrow, the next day, possibly the next day. I'll do it when I can be bothered. And um, basically, accountability made me appreciate that if I put something down on paper or I go on, on Skype on a Sunday evening and I tell my group that I want to achieve this, this, this and this, I am standing up in front of somebody and I'm, I, I'm, then they've got to, they're holding me to ransom that I'm going to achieve that goal this week. And I think it is freaking amazing accountability. And I, I mean, I think it's a bigger thing over in America than what it is over here, accountability. But it really, really does work. It, it's not it's not a belief. It's a fact. It's a proven fact that standing up in front of a group of people and telling them what you want to achieve in a week, in a day, in a month, you do perform better. You do you do you strive success more. You want to do what you plan to do. 
Well, because we, we are pack animals and we want to be a part of a pack. And so we're always seeking packs that are like-minded and that's subconscious. That's built into who we are as human beings. And so to look, you know, and of course that means we want to make people proud. You know, we want our pack to be proud of us. And so I've always heard if you want to achieve something or you want to quit doing something, tell as many people as you can. Uh, and that's kind of know where you know how you can, what's the word I'm looking for, evolve and grow. Because like if you want to quit smoking, if you want to, you know, tell all your friends, look, I'm going to quit smoking on Sunday. No more cigarettes. Well, that's putting you in a position because now all the eyes are on you, you know, or I'm going to quit eating bread and, you know, whatever it is you want to do. They say, bring it into your community, tell your friends and family so that you can be held accountable. I've heard that my whole life, but I guess I just didn't make the connection until I became a part of that accountability group on Vox or the paid accountability group, how powerful that could be. And knowing that I had to check in every morning with my goals. This is what my intention is for today. This is what I'm doing with my brain, my body, and my business. And these girls, even though they were coming from a very kind and non-judgmental place, I still knew at the end of the day they were waiting for me to check in at the end of the day or the following morning with what I accomplished. And so, yeah, major game changer. <laughs> Harmony, can I ask you a question? What's the hardest thing that you've ever had to achieve? Oh, uh Believing in myself, really just believing in that I can accomplish and that I am worthy of accomplishing whatever I want to. So how did you go about achieving that? I had to get off my ass. I had to start the things that I felt like I was struggling with completing in my life. For example, fitness. That's been one thing. Like a lot of people, fitness is really, really hard to maintain. Health, fitness, nutrition, like anything good for our bodies is just really, really hard for us to keep doing on a daily basis. And it's, it, I got sick of it. I felt like I was constantly, since I was 18 and joined my first gym, I was constantly trying to get over that peak. Like I would, I would do really good for a little while and I would gain like a pound. I mean, I would lose a pound or, you know, three pounds and then I would give up. I would always give up when it got hard. And so when this fitness journey started, you know, a year or more ago, a little bit, I guess about 13 months ago now at this point, I committed to myself and I said, you know what, I've got to start, I've got to put it online. I've got to build a community. I've got to be a part of an accountability group that is going to watch what I'm doing. And I've got to put myself in the driver's seat and finally quit bullshitting myself and let myself get through the hard part and cross that peak and really feel the benefit of sticking with something finally in my life. And I found that in, in focusing on the fitness and the health, it changed my whole self-image and that it, that built confidence because I finally, for once in my life, had a, a goal, committed to the goal, achieved the goal and kept going. And that just trickled down into every other part of my life. And so that's now what I'm teaching people is give yourself a goal and know that when it gets really, really hard and you don't want to do it, your brain's going to give you a bunch of excuses and rationalizations as to why you need to not work out that day or not eat the salad and eat the cake instead, whatever. Those are the make or break. That's where the confidence is built. That's where you shift your whole life becomes different. And and then I had somebody tell me, a coach of mine, the way you do one thing in your life is the way you do everything. And I really started thinking about that. I thought, oh, my God, that is so true. How can I 
Like if I'm not walking the walk, I'm not going to be able to teach anybody anything. And so it was just like this beautiful, perfect timing thing where I basically, Mark, in a nutshell, got sick of my bullshit. I knew when I was giving myself excuses. I knew when I was oh, I'm too tired. I worked all day. Well, there's no reason why I was too tired to go put my tennis shoes and go for a 20 minute walk. So I just quit BSing myself and said, I'm going to finally do it. I want my life to be different. I want more. And I want to be able to teach women how to be confident. And I'm not going to be able to do that until I, I feel how hard it is to get to that level. And so the ultimate is I wanted to be the bliss broker and I wanted to be a coach and help women live their best life. Men too. Um, and I want people to believe in themselves and I wasn't going to ever be able to teach that until I went through that battle on my own. Does that make sense? I love that. And, and what I wanted to just remind you listener is that every day, I mean, harmony is a huge inspiration to me. I, I love the work she does and I don't know how she finds the time to do it all. I really, really don't. But what I'm getting at is every day she is there on Instagram. She's um, there in the morning. She's there in the evening. She's there in the afternoon. She's running. She's um, eating healthy food. She's helping you. And what people don't realize is there in itself is um, an accountability group. She has set up an accountability group on Instagram. You, her listener, is part of her accountability group. Mm-hmm. We, we don't realize right before our eyes that we're all part of an accountability group. We are watching Harmony evolve from that moth in, from that mothball into that beautiful butterfly, which may I add, she's got on a chest, which is pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> but once you see her evolve into that butterfly, then you can see that you can evolve into that butterfly and you can start holding yourself accountable and you can then go on, Instagram and you can then start telling people about the amazing journey that you're on and can you see where we're going here now we've gone we've got an accountability group we've then got into a a community we're networking with people and then you yourself are a scholar of your trade you're you're teaching people how to achieve their goals but at the same time you're learning from people along the way and it's a freaking amazing world we're living in you know you see all this stuff around us everybody all the time slags off social media but it is an amazing thing if it's used right. And it, um, it really is an amazing. I mean, it's brought all of us together, this yeah. community of people. I've met you through Instagram and then through you, I've met Stephen and through Stephen, I've met Matt and, you know, Sarah and all these beautiful people that I've met online that that we keep each other lifted up. And so is most important in a time like with the COVID situation and being in quarantine, I try to remind myself every day how grateful I am to have been connected and continue to be connected with my podcasting all-stars and my other accountability groups and the friends and the tribe of people that I've met online that are there to support each other. Because if I had to go through the quarantine and the Corona situation without access to you guys, where I knew that I could just touch a button and, and, and talk to you and release or, or tell a joke or send a gif or whatever, and same with my other groups, I don't know what I would have done. And I think that it really taught me a big lesson that there's such value in having a community and really having people to turn to, especially for somebody like me, who I found it really hard to always ask for help. And, and, and leading up to this bliss broker thing and really wanting to be a coach, I made myself put myself out there. And I made myself do the opposite of what typical harmony would have done. And in doing that, I was able to connect with you guys. And I have found there's such an importance in community. 
and account accountability and having support from people. They don't have to be in your zip code, obviously, because everybody that I connect with and love so dearly, nobody is local to me. Everybody is within my accountability group. All the girls that I have an accountability group, I'm on two different accountability groups on Voxer with women from all over the world. There's about 20 of us total that I talk to every day. And then there's my podcasting all-stars. And you know, I talk to you guys every day, even if it's just to say hi and tell you, I love you all. Um, and it's really saved my ass. And I really believe, and I give you guys a lot of credit you guys are what keeps me on days when it's really tough. I know that I can't, I can't lay in bed. I can't waller in whatever's bothering me. I can't be feeding into the horrible things that are going on in the world right now. I've got people that are watching and people that I'm inspiring and people that look up to me and I look up to them and I don't want to let you guys down. So I, I mean, if you hear my voice getting a little kind of weak, it's because it makes me, it touches me. You know what I mean? Like on days when it's really hard, I get out of bed for you guys and my other accountability group. And it just, I, I want to preach that to the world, like, especially in a time like right now, community is so detrimental or imperative that we have in our lives or we're not going to make it. We're really just not going to make it. Yeah. that That's beautiful harmony. And the thing is, you know, I've got a lot of, I love the work that you're doing because you, you group of ladies are doing an, an amazing thing. You know, you, you're trying the best you can to better yourself because in the, in the, the years, you know, us men have treated women like shit. You know, I don't mind putting my hands up. I, I've been and done it myself. I've treated women like shit and I'm not proud of it, but that's just the whole purpose of, of growing older and, and educating yourself more. And you, you girls mm -hmm. are doing amazing things. And, uh, what I'm trying to do at the moment is draw positives from horrible, shitty things. You know, like the, the horrible thing that's going on in America with you guys at the moment with that with George Floyd, you know, it, and the racist things and all that sort of stuff. It is horrible. It is fucking horrible. And I hate to see it. And how do you draw a, a positive thing from that at the moment? Well, it's kind of hard. But I was thinking about I was thinking about it today that you can draw a positive from this, you know, for the people in America that's listening here now that may be black or even if you're white, you guys need to get together as a community of Americans and not necessarily Americans, people from around the world. We all need to get together. We all need to link arms and say we are not going to get treated like this. You know, we are not going to be bullied by these 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 men that are more empowering than than, than than what they are you know and and realize that not all police officers are wankers they're there to protect us the majority of them are, are decent human beings that go out that take their life in their hands every single day and they are they do an amazing job but you just get that one person that is an utter scumbag that done that to that hor that done that horrible thing to that poor bl black man you know and I, I agree, you know, America is uniting and they're, they're supporting one another. But all the stuff that's going on with the, with the loot in and the stuff on the streets is a, is a terrible thing. And sadly, oh. you're, you're always going to get that. But look at the legacy that's going to be left behind from this. There is a lot of positives that can be made for this. I believe that, you know, he is going to get the, the book phone at him, that policeman. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets the death sentence. Um, but look at the legacy that will come from this. You know, look at the community building that this can build. These are the things that we've got to concentrate as human beings. You know, we all need to unite whatever color skin you've got. We all need to unite and just say, we're not going to have this shit anymore. You know, we're not going to be told what to do by and, and bullied 
by these horrible, horrible people. And I, and I think in this time of need at the moment with coronavirus and all the horrible stuff that's going on, there's just so much positives that can be drawn from it. And sadly, some of us will lose loved ones. But at the same time, it is quite a, an exciting time to be alive. Yeah, it really is. And it, it, I, I know that I can feel a shift in the energy of the world. It's definitely very different. And, you know, I didn't I didn't experience any awareness that I can remember of, of race issues until I came to the South. When I was in California, I, you know, I'm from, my dad's Mexican and my mom's white. And I grew up half the time I was at my white relatives' houses. And the other half, I was in Pico Rivera, which is a, you know, majority of the people who live there are Hispanic. And I didn't see it. I didn't see a difference. I wasn't aware of the difference between I'm sure on some level I saw that my dad was really dark and my mom was really white. Maybe. I don't know. I don't have any memory of it. It wasn't until I came to the South, the deep South, and, you know, there was more just black and white at the time. Now there's everybody, um, thankfully. But I didn't feel it until I I came to the South. And that was in Charleston, South Carolina, which is way, like, right above Florida, Georgia, that area. And it was shocking to me. I mean, it was, even that young, I I had an awareness around it. And so I, long story short, I've grown up with an awareness of um, just love, one love. You know, as cheesy as and rainbows and butterflies as that sounds, that's how I was taught to grow up, that I don't see... I, I, I treat people the way that they treat me. And if you're an asshole, you're an asshole. And, you know, and if you're going to treat me badly, then I don't have to deal with you. It's not about, and to, to say that we don't have prejudices, that would be a lie because we all have prejudice, prejudices. We're taught that through media and through movies and all of that stuff. But this whole thing has gone to a different level. And it's very, it's been weighing on me for the last couple of days, if I'm being honest. And I really didn't know how I was going to show up. I, I've been stressed out about it today, like just feeling the weight of the world and how heartbreaking that video is of George Floyd. It was, it was, I don't watch the news, but I felt like it was my responsibility being somebody that's on social media to have an awareness of this video. So I sat down and I watched it and I ended up literally, Mark, sitting on the edge of the ledge of the couch, just both of my hands up to my face, covering my mouth and my nose. And I just kept saying, why won't they push him off of him? Like, what is going on? And I just kept seeing people around him. And then the urine came down and I'm, I've never seen anything like it in my life. And of all of the violent things, I'm, I still can't wrap my head around what I was watching. Like, why did this happen? You know what I mean? And so point of what I'm saying before I go off on a tangent, because I totally could, is this needs to be a conversation. It needs to be a really open conversation where people can put down, and I know that's really hard to do, but that's part of the challenge is, is put down any really deep scathing feelings and just listen to what each other has to say just like you would in any scenario like have a mediator if you need it but let's just sit and talk about because when I see these riots and stuff going on on you know they're coming up on my news feed or whatever I see a lot of really hurting people I see people that are vulnerable and not they've gone for probably most of their life not seen they're probably you know feeling unloved who knows what kind of dramas, just like we all have, have they've grown up in or experienced. And so when I see somebody screaming 
um, at a cop or I see two people screaming each other in the street and they've just spray painted fuck you all over. That's Asheville's covered in fuck yous downtown. I took, I posted a photo of it on my Instagram. When I see that, I see a bunch of hurting people. And the only way I know how to be a part of that and help that is to open, be open to communication and be um, okay if somebody tells me the way I'm handling this is wrong. Or, you know, that's, it, it, I'm sure you agree with me. It has to be about really, really fair um, conversation and just let each other come from where, from what they know and how they've grown up and calmly speak to one another instead of it being this. And I get that everybody's upset and sad, but we're not going to accomplish anything screaming at each other. Do you not agree? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I, I, I haven't watched what happened on the, on the video. I've refused to watch it because I personally don't need to watch somebody being killed you know that that's my opinion I, I didn't need to watch it. It, it it pains me when you you turn on the media and i don't watch the news very much anymore because they just they they tilt it to how they want to tilt it you know you that you turn on the me the, the television and it says you know that he was he he lost his life well he didn't lose his life at all he, he was killed he was murdered you know and mm-hmm. if that had been if that had been a um a white man that had died, it would have been a black person was killed, you know, and that's the way the media portrays things, sadly. And and I live in in a part of the world where the media, right, are fucking animals. They're horrible, horrible human beings. They will do whatever they can. And I mean, they will do whatever they can to get the next story. And it's so, so selfish. And I agree with what you're saying, Harmony, you know, if you have got a pain in your life and you've got a, an injury in your life and you're stressed or you're depressed or you've got an illness, you go to the doctor, you go to see a psychiatrist, you go and speak, to, you go and see somebody and you sit there and you talk to, to the, to the therapist, you tell them, they sit, they listen, you tell them what is your pain, what is bothering you in life. And I think that's what needs to happen. I mean, your president, as much as I, I can't stick the guy, and I don't think that this is going to be the guy that does this, but you need a leader. You need somebody in charge that will sit there in the middle of the black community and say, right, okay, forget what's gone on in the past. What can we do to make this a better America for you? You are Americans. You are a vital part of America. What can I do as, the, as a president to help you guys rather than ignore what you're saying. And yeah. that, that's mm-hmm. what needs to be done. And I, sadly, Trump isn't going to be the man to do it because you know my feelings on him. He's a cockwomble. That's my own opinion. <laughs> um, but you need somebody in charge. And I, I did think that Obama was going to be the man um, l- last time round, but sadly it, it didn't pay off. Um, and I don't particularly want to go too much into politics uh, because, you know, everybody's that's the thing with democracy. Everybody's got their own opinion and they're all welcome to it. But I just think that we all need to sit down and we all need to listen more to what people have to say around us. And that's why I love our group, because we've got I mean, look, we're all from all different walks of life. We're all different. And the fact that we can get into podcasting all stars and talk to one another in a safe space, I mean, you know, Rodney, he's amazing. Rodney's 
African-American. He's in our podcasting all-stars. He's phenomenal. He's so full. He posted a thing in our group today that I just thought was amazing the way he, you know, was offering us information about it. But that's what it's about, like having his being able to go to Rodney. I feel so safe and knowing that I can just click on Voxer, click on the uh, the podcasting all-stars and ask Rodney a question if I want. And he's going to he's going to because we've formed a relationship, he's going to trust where I'm coming from and that I'm coming from a good place. Um, but I can see so how uh, all the people in the world, they don't know, like they're scared to ask questions a lot of time because they don't know that it's going to be trusted or known that they're coming from a, a like an inquisitive place. And they really just want to know how how they can do their part to, I really believe there's more good people in the world than bad people. I feel like it's just a matter of us opening up and having the courage to talk about the, the things that are really, really hard to talk about and feel safe doing that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I live in a community, Southwest UK, where there's not many, there's not many black people. There's not many Chinese. There's not, you know, very many Indians. There's not very many people around here that's, that's a different origin to myself. Right. About 10, 15 years ago, I don't mind putting my hands up. You know, I used to, I used to be a, a bit racist. I used to be called and say things what I was fed down from my dad. My dad wasn't racist, but he learned from somebody and it was passed on and on and on and on and on, you know? And I look at things now, I was watching a film the other day. I think it was smoke, one of the smoking the bandits films. And um, I love the smoking bandits, smoking mm-hmm. the bandits. But you remember that that police officer that um, Mr. I can't remember what his name is, but there was quite a few racist comments that he put in on smoking the bandits over the years. You know the the names that he called black people and stuff. And I remember back in the day, I'd listen to the film and I'd be laughing my head off at some of the comments that he put. But now in 2020, I listen to it and I'm like, Jesus Christ! You know how can he say that? You know. So what I'm getting at is, in 20, 30 years, look how society has evolved right look how my dad was talking to me and now look how i am talking to my children i will be telling my children look you don't call a black person that you know Mm -hmm. so and then in 10 15 20 years time when my kids have got children you know hopefully fingers crossed if we continue to evolve you know we will get we will eradicate it we will get rid of it and um it's just like i say it's just evolving and making yourself a better person and having those love your loved ones around you and, and teaching one another and you know community building and is an amazing amazing thing it's a very powerful thing and that's what i wanted to ask you what is your favorite thing about us podcasting all-stars that you've created the, the fact that everybody in our group is different mm-hmm. and that's what i encourage is that when I said that I used to listen to Joe Rogan, if you listen to my early episodes, I am trying to be Joe Rogan and I will never be Joe Rogan. You know, <laughs> I am not Joe Rogan. So why try to be him? You know, if I'm, I encourage everybody to be themselves, whether you're fat, thin, whether you're ugly, just it doesn't matter. You're a beautiful, yeah. beautiful person and you are yourself. You know, you're an amazing, amazing person. Be yourself. Just let the inside flow through and make you that beautiful butterfly. And and that's what I love about our group is that everybody's got something different to chuck on the fire and to perform miracles and to make magic. And those we're all doing amazing things and helping one another grow. And that's what I love about the, about the podcast and all stars is that, you know, we're, we're not we're not smashing the world at the moment, but we're, we're building a beautiful foundation. And um, that, that's what I love. Yeah, I love that. When I was, I just was sitting at my desk when we were on our Sunday night. We we do for you listeners a Sunday night Skype call, 
where we check in with each other via Skype and with video and we do our provide our goals for the week. And I was just sitting at my desk this past Sunday, watch looking at everybody. And I was like, this is so awesome. <laughs> like having access and really have forming a formed a relationship with you guys. Like, I just feel really grateful. And, you know, through all of this, we've bounced ideas off of each other. And now you've sense, which I'm going to segue to come become the podcast scholar. And I love the name. I love the new artwork work, which the world will be seeing very soon if you haven't already. Um, so tell me how you see the new branding and the podcast scholar growing in the future. Well, I just want to be, I just want to be giving something back. You know, I want to be taking something, but I also want to be giving something back. And that's what I, that's why I called myself the scholar because you know, I want to be helping people grow. I want to be building that, giving a scholarship to people and taking them under my wing and teaching them all the little things that I've learned, all the mistakes that I've made, telling them not to do that. You know, I've been doing this now for three years, learning about audio equipment. I've been doing it for five years in total, if you want to talk about community radio, but I've been learning how to talk into a microphone, how to set up a mixing desk, how to um, record audio, how to find out about RSS feeds. I've learned the, the difficult way. I've sat there for hours and hours on end trying to work out how to get to, to get my my thumbnail look looking the right size and the right features and all this sort of stuff. And I, it's taken me hours to work this out. And what I want to do is I want to teach that person under my wing. This is how you do it to save them some time so that they can concentrate on putting out their amazing content rather than having to piss about with all these stupid little things, you know, and, and they're not stupid, you know, you, you need to know this stuff, but that is if, the whole point of growing, you know, is helping people along the way and tell, you know, like telling them how to do it the best way so that they can tell the person underneath them and, and building that family. Absolutely. You guys, I'm telling you, I am not as many episodes in as Mark. I have, um, I'm just under a hundred roughly with Harmony's Warcry and the Bliss Broker. So I've learned a lot from Mark and I know that there is a lot to think about when you start a podcast. There is, and you're It's going to be coming at you from all angles. It's going to probably intimidate you and make you not want to put a podcast out. So you need somebody like Mark who has this brand, the, the podcast scholar where you can, you know, purchase, I know he's work in the process of working that out now, but you know, an hour of his time or however he ends up doing that to just like cut to the head of the line and let him condense and consolidate a lot of the really important information that you need to start a podcast. Cause it is a lot when you come think of cover art and, you know, microphones and who's going to host your podcast and how does it get on all the platforms and all the things, there's a lot to think about. Um, and so I'm really excited to see how this uh, podcast scholar evolves. I know it's going to be really amazing. I've been telling him that in the background, how awesome it's going to be. And have you worked out any, like when people work with you, have you worked out the particulars around how they can work with you? I haven't got that far yet. I really, really haven't harmed it. It was only about a week and a half, two weeks ago that I decided, look, Mark, you've got to get your ass in gear and you've got to do this. But what I've decided that I am going to do is for the first, while I'm building this brand, I am, I've decided that I'm going to just try and coach people the best that I can. So you, I will give you an hour of my time and we can go that way and I'll, I should just be like the therapist sit there and you can ask me the questions and I will try my hardest to answer them. And if I can't answer them there and then, 
right? Because, you know, I don't know everything about podcasts and I don't, I've only, I probably know about 50, 60% of it. But the good thing about it is, is over my years of experience is that I have walked the walk with many a decent podcaster. So if I don't know the answers, I know that there will be somebody there that does know the answers. You know, this, I've, I've talked to, to lots of amazing people that's taught me so much. And it all goes back to community again, doesn't it? But yeah, I'm in the early stages of learning, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to start off with just basically doing one-to-one hours coaching or two hours or however you want me for, basically. Yeah, that's awesome. Because I know for when I started, I was constantly Googling, I was reading, I was listening to other podcasts. I did get very overwhelmed. So I would start and stop. And that's why what you're doing is so important because I know it's going to help a ton of people because you're streamlining it. You're, you're letting people come to you and he does questions on his Instagram. So obviously all this stuff will go on the show notes, but he will put questions, uh, opportunity to give him questions and he will get on live um, or in his IGTV and answer these questions for you guys. So if you've got questions, you definitely want to go find Mark on Instagram and we've got a page on Facebook, which is the Podcasting All-Stars. I don't know, Mark, are you going to change the name to the Podcast Scholar page or is it going to stay Podcasting All-Stars? I really don't know. I haven't got that far yet, to be honest with you. I would I would like to keep it as the All-Stars, um, but you know, I've got a lot of work to do at the moment and there's only there's only so much time in a day that I've got at the moment. So it's going to be a case of, you know, if and, if and when I can do it rather than when and if, if that makes any sense. Not no, really. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's just a time sort of thing. So the, the most important thing to me at the moment is just, is just getting myself out there and being there to help people at the moment. Well, you're doing a great job of it with us. And I'm telling you guys, you need to come and be a part of our community. We're all there. Me and Rish and Howard and Mark and Rodney and Lee and who am I forgetting? Brain fart. Anybody? Everybody. Michael. Um... Michael. Michael. Michael's new. Michael's got the tangled mind podcast but we're all there on the podcasting all-stars page on facebook you're welcome to join if you have any interest in wanting to know about podcasting it's all there i will make sure that i connect you so how what's the best way for them to find you mark um not on tinder because i'm no longer on tinder anymore Uh, not that I ever was. No, there's loads of ways you can find find me. The best way is my, my hangout place at the moment is Instagram. I, I I find an Instagram amazing at the moment. So find me as the Mark Jeffrey Podcast Show on um, on Insta. I'm on Twitter at um, Jaff10 on on Twitter. Um, I'm on LinkedIn with the Mark Jeffrey Podcast Show. I'm, I'm basically using the Mark Jeffrey podcast show as my funnel. So you come on, you listen to my podcast, you see what I'm all about, and then we go from there. Um, but like I say, I have got a web page, um, the Mark Jeffrey podcast show dot com, which is a bit of a mouthful. And I'm in the process of building a new web page. Like I say, it's all the developing stages. But look, just type in the Mark Jeffrey podcast show on, on Google. It will show you how to find me and whether it be Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatnot. Just come and drop me a line and say, Mark, I heard you on Harmony's amazing show. And um, can we hook up and I will give you my time. I love it. I love it. So lastly, because I know you, you were five hours ahead of me, so you're probably getting to where you're sleepy time and we've already been on for an hour. Can you believe it? Um, but I do want to ask you, if you had one piece of advice, what would you offer my listeners? Simple. It's, it is just simple. It's just look at yourself. Once you've listened to this podcast, right, just go upstairs, look in that mirror, tell yourself you are an amazing human being, right? 
and tell yourself, I am going to smash it. And, and, and just that tongue that's in your mouth is there for a reason, right? It's, it's there to wiggle. It's there to wiggle. <laughs> so just tell the world about your journey. Tell the world uh, the amazing stories that you've, got, that you've got to tell, whether it be on social media, whether it be on a podcast, YouTube, however, a, a, a vlog, a blog, whatever, the world wants to hear your adventures. They want to hear the amazing things that you've got to offer. Don't be shy. You know, we, we can all, you can all do it. So look at yourself in the mirror. Tell yourself you're an amazing person and just get out there, right? Set yourself some goals. Draw yourself up some plans of how you're going to achieve those goals and just start, just start smashing it. Uh, I love it. I love it. And I agree. And that's one thing I love about you. You're such, so kind hearted, so big hearted, just, you really have become such an inspiration to me. And I hope you know how much I appreciate you coming on and being on, taking the time to be on my show, because I know we have very limited time in our day. And so anytime anybody takes out time to support what I'm doing, I just want them to know how grateful I am from the bottom of my heart. No, Harmony, it's been an absolute honor to come on your show. I'm, I'm always here to help you. You know that. You're an amazing human being. And guys, that's listening to the show, guys and girls, should I say girls, guys, whatever, please, <laughs> please support Harmony all the way. Help her like she's helping you. She's doing amazing things. Why am I keep saying that? I'm sounding like Donald Trump all the time. We're doing amazing <laughs> Thing. I've got to try and eradicate that out of my vocabulary. No, guys, please. She's doing amazing things and she's she's being that squeaky wheel. I love that saying. I love that saying. I use it all the time now. And she's just smashing it at the moment. And she's she's just totally well, she's an inspiration. And you can you can lead from her inspiration as well. You can follow her and achieve your goals and just just keep on looking at the amazing stuff that she's doing. Look at yourself in the mirror and just continue. And, and just be just be great but but support harmony because she's doing a great job and she's got an amazing podcast and i'm so so excited to to follow her on her adventures oh i love it. and you guys go find your people like mark is in cornwall he's in a place part of the world that looks very beautiful um to me when i've stalked different pages on instagram that are in cornwall and go find your people use the internet to create your community to create your tribe don't feel like you have to look just within your zip code the people that are the closest to me are in the UK, in Ireland, in Canada. They're all over the United States. They're spread far and wide. And these are people that I have come to love very dearly and that are huge, as you can hear, huge cheerleaders in my life. And so my best advice that I can give you guys is go seek your community. Go find people that have the same set of beliefs that you do. Go find people that are doing currently doing or working towards doing what you see yourself doing in your life because we are made up of the people that we surround ourselves with and that leaves me with the saying that if you spend enough time at a barbershop you're going to end up with a haircut so be very careful about who you're choosing to spend your time with and lastly remember go do something good for yourself more importantly go do something good for somebody else and mark thank you thank you thank you so much for being here it means the world you're welcome. Anytime, Harmony. Thank you very much for having me on your show. You're welcome. I'll talk to you soon. Love you loads. Bye-bye. Love you loads. Bye.